0: Welcome to the CFC Jack's Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, Spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast.
1: Well, thanks for joining us for Q and A, glad you're with us for worship this morning. So, this is your opportunity to text in your questions from the sermon this morning. So, you'll see there's a number up on the screen, and we invite you to text those in this morning. So, we're continuing in our it's our second week mm-hmm. of the discipleship series. Yes, still have that coffin crib table stove yes. up on the stage. It
0: won't stay there for the whole series.
1: <laughs> That'll probably work out well. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I would keep it there, but there's other other opinions that uh, matter. And so they, they won't be there the whole time.
1: But a great picture, even though so. large, but yeah. um, a great picture of this journey that we're going through. So a great way to kick off the series. Um, and we do have some questions that have okay. come in this morning. Um, so I think we have a question from Thursday night service mm. that I'll start with, but um, very simple. What if I'm still in pain and haven't let go? Okay. I don't know if that's talking about when you talked about trials.
0: Probably. Um, Yeah. And honestly, as I thought about this time, I thought I wouldn't be surprised if most of the questions uh, surrounded Mm -hmm. the question of pain. Because as we were just uh, speaking, chronic pain can be uh, just so discouraging. Mm -hmm. So the question, what if I am still – say it again –
1: What if I'm still in pain and haven't let go?
0: Okay. I I think the let go probably means uh, on Thursday night, for those who are listening now, uh, I recounted my friend, Dr. John Schneider, uh, who had a long journey with cancer. And I try to use my words carefully here. A journey of cancer, and he ultimately died from cancer. Uh, Most people would say he had a long battle with cancer, but John was so committed over the years of his journey with cancer to not say, it's not my battle with cancer. Hmm. And his unwillingness to use that usual language was because of his commitment to say i actually see cancer as god's chosen instrument because we talked about the four instruments god's chosen instrument to do things to two things to grow me in christ and to use me as an instrument for other people and that being part of his journey so uh, it was incredibly hard for him he was consistently told along the way, you're not going to survive this, you're not going to survive this, you're not going to survive this, and many times he did, and then ultimately he didn't. So I think probably I gave you that story because mm-hmm. I think probably if that's from Thursday night, what if I haven't let go? In other words, I'm still battling, I'm still doing this battle. Um I think I would take you to Jesus in the garden after his um, time of prayer with his disciples, before he's arrested, his Lord, if possible, let this cup pass from me. And when he was talking about the cup, he was speaking about the cross, the taking of sin, And the penalty for sin all upon himself, that that being in that cup, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, he says, but not my will, your will be done. So it is what I would call a prayer of relinquishment, uh, a letting go, an opening of my hands. I don't get to, with most issues of pain in my life, I don't get to toss them out of my hand. Hmm, True. I can only say, Lord... I'm gonna ask that you would take them, but if you choose not to, not my will, your will be done. In other words, show me your sufficiency. let the joy of the Lord be my strength. So, I would encourage you if if you're still fighting the pain. And I'm not. We're not masochists. We don't like go look for pain. We're not always right. trying to find pain or get pain in our lives so that you know torture ourselves so that. Well, no, that's not what we're, what we're saying. We're saying where there is pain, uh, let's learn from it. And letting go is, I think. A relinquishment that says, I don't need it to be gone in order to live, to have joy. I don't need it to be gone in, in order to trust the Lord. There is it's a we live a life of faith, so it is a letting go of my need for it to be gone in order for me to be happy, my need for it to be gone in order to praise the Lord, my need for it to be gone, to be able to trust the Lord, my need to, for it to be gone in order to go, okay, now I can really live. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's no guarantees here. But I have seen uh, in some unique situations where the Lord doesn't remove it until we let it go. Hmm. Uh, In other words, I've seen single people who need, who just, I have to get married, I have to get married, and their willingness to go, I relinquish my need to be married, and then the Lord brings them a spouse. Hmm. Or, uh, I have to have children, I have to have children. The the, relinquishment of my need for children, and then the Lord gives children. Now, uh, I say that with a little bit of hesitancy sure. that we not think that we can work the Lord mm-hmm. and somehow. Oh, so I simply just say I'll let it go, and then and I then I get it, it. right. Yeah, no, no, and I don't know that anybody really thinks they're going to trick the Lord into that one. But I don't want to discount how I how I have seen in the letting it go, the Lord giving, because it's addressing the idols in our life, the things that we want more than what we want the Lord. And until they are taken off the idol shelf, um, the Lord may not take it away. Does that make sense? It does. Okay.
1: It does. And so continuing with that, and you've touched on this, but a question here being specific, how can I lean into my pain and learn from it rather than continue to suffer from it? I don't uh, want to waste my pain. I need it to be for something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate that heart in the question. I would say to the last statement in that question, you don't need it to be for something, it is for something. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you need is to be able to see. Well, I don't even want to say that, because sometimes we think, well, if I can see the good it is, then I can embrace it. Uh, A mom who is struggling with some disease or something in their life is willing to say, well, if I can see how that'll bring my kids to Christ, then I'll get the Mm. point. Well, we don't always get to that's noble, and I appreciate that. And I can join in prayer with that, but I don't get to decide what the Lord is going to do with my pain. Right. Um so I don't know that there is a reason for it. You don't always see the reason. We believe that there is. Usually, usually oftentimes for me, pain in my life, I I can tend to think about, well, here's what the Lord needs to do in other people's lives versus saying, what's the Lord doing in my life? So Mm -hmm. how do you do that? I think you say, uh, Lord, what I know is this. I know that faith pleases you, And I know that trust pleases you, and I know that dependence is the foundation for faith and trust. In other words, if I don't need the Lord, then I'm never really going to trust the Lord because I don't need the Lord. So Mm -hmm. pain brings about a dependence and dependence gives the opportunity for trust to flourish. So we know that trust pleases the Lord, faith pleases the Lord. So I think what I would encourage this individual who's going, how do I maximize my pain to simply say, Lord, I want to use this to trust you more, to depend upon you more, to find my life in you and you alone more. Um, I've shared before I really appreciated Robertson McQuilkin's response when his wife Muriel was uh, diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she began that slow descent. and, And there were many people who had counsel for him His simplicity of his statement was, Lord, I'm asking you to do a miracle in Muriel, his wife, cure her, or do a miracle in me. uh, The miracle of loving her when it will be harder. Now again he always found joy in it and considered her his precious and so it wasn't like I'm doing this awful thing but it was no doubt challenging. For sure. To as she continued her decline to say Lord I want to I want the supernatural love the supernatural mercy the supernatural strength the supernatural work of God to be on my on display in my life as I Love my wife so. I think that's the answer. There we, what we ultimately want is the supernatural work of God to be re- revealed, either in the taking or in the sustaining, oh, without the taking of it away. Hmm. The that was a lot of words. Did that make sense?
1: It does. the 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 part about experiencing the Lord as your sustainer. Mm-hmm. And those opportunities for growth are absolutely not a waste, and not only in growing your faith, but then your testimony to be able to encourage others. Yes. Whether it's the same situation or not, that doesn't matter. It's the application of what the Uh Lord has done in your life. Right. To then be able to apply that and share that with others, because that's... We all experience real pain at different times in our lives, mm-hmm. and the Lord uses that for good. That That's a promise. In yeah. Romans 8, 28, He right. will so use it.
0: There are things in my life, I'm sure this is true for you, Tracy, there's things in your life that you would say, I know about the Lord because of pain that mm-hmm. I would know about the Lord. I wouldn't need to know this about the Lord. I wouldn't need to experience the Lord apart from this pain, apart from this hardship. So yes. um, I think that's what press on to know the Lord Mm -hmm. and to experience the Lord, whatever circumstances He chooses to bring into your life. Nothing, Mm -hmm. uh, you may remember these two statements, nothing touches me that has not passed through the loving hands of my heavenly Father. Nothing. And everything that does touch me is designed to make me more like Jesus. Everything. Those two statements really round out my understanding of life. Nothing touches me that hasn't passed through the loving hands of my Heavenly Father, nothing, everything that does touch me is intended to make me more like Jesus, everything.
1: – There's None of it's a waste.
0: – Nope. – Which no. often can feel the case. Yeah, – and, and that can be cliche but it's not. – It's not? – No, That's it's true. not.
1: Yeah. – um, So a question here about table-stove, say, so can I be at the table or the stove and still display infant behavior? Sometimes I feel spiritually mature but can then run into an instance where I act like an infant in Christ.
0: Yes, you can. And yes, I can. (laughs) We all can. And Tracy really cannot. (laughs) No. Uh, Yes, we can. uh, And I appreciate the the question here. We can definitely uh, be at different places in Mm -hmm. our journey. Uh, Sometimes we're actually very mature relationally, but not very mature in terms of being willing to serve. Or we can be very mature and are willing to serve, but then not very mature relationally. Or we can be uh, mature in how we relate to other believers, but not mature in how we relate with unbelievers. So I think the drawback to this journey is we kind of put, okay, where am I? But where am I in this part of my life? Where am I in this part of my mm-hmm. life? Where am I in this part of my life? Might be a little more accurate, but then that that gets like, do I have split personalities? No, it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But yes, and, and in fact, just because we're mature doesn't mean we never act <laughs> immaturely. Mm-hmm. Because we're not perfect, and so right. uh, I think maturity is simply I'm acting immature less. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the ultimate description. I'm yeah. yeah. moving away from immaturity, and, and so that's less prevalent in my life. Uh, so we don't excuse it, but we acknowledge. Wow, that I acted like to like a baby there. I was demanding, driven by emotion. Uh, and uh, selfish, we don't wallow in it. We go, well, that didn't honor the Lord. And so we confess it. We confess it to the Lord, and we confess it to the people we've sinned against. We seek their forgiveness, and, and we seek to remember those moments the next time and not to act the same. We all get to, we all get to grow mm-hmm. in lots of different areas in our life.
1: Oh, absolutely, day by day. Um, and when we have that realization... It's a gift of the Lord that He's willing to teach us and that His Holy Spirit's going to prompt us uh, when we're in those situations and opportunities to grow because we never want to be stagnant. You're not going to get anything beneficial out of that, but it's always an opportunity to grow.
0: You're saying that reminds me. Conviction is a gift of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I act foolishly, I have good reason to defend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my flesh, good reason to defend why I did
1: Oh, I that. always have a great reason in
0: my <laughs> mind, it's-
1: Planned out really well.
0: And the Lord is gracious to bring conviction, otherwise we would stay in that foolishness. So just uh, you're saying that reminds me, it's always the grace of God that would increase our gratitude and our worship to Him, that by His conviction, which isn't fun to experience, but it's actually by His conviction that moves me beyond my selfishness and my foolishness. And Now, you can resist that conviction and stay there. There, but God is being gracious to me when He brings conviction that leads, that's intended to lead to confession. So uh, capture that. When there's conviction, understand what the Lord is leading you to is confession and repentance, a a change of mind.
1: Yeah. And it's such a gracious gift. Yeah. He's not just rubbing,
0: He's not rubbing your nose in it. Conviction is not punishment, Mm -hmm. conviction is the training to lead you to confession and repentance. Which is a great gift. It is a great gift,
1: mm-hmm. a fantastic gift. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, really excited about next week and continuing in our discipleship series.
0: So next week we'll look at, uh, we've looked at the journey, we've looked now at the instruments the Lord uses. Next week we'll look at the practices that we engage in as believers in, uh, on this journey mm-hmm. of growing into Christ's likeness. And then, uh, Tony, will look at one of the barriers to growing, and once we hit after Labor Day, then we'll get into the specifics of moving us from Coffin Crib Table to Stove. So, I think it'll be a good journey ahead.
1: It will be a good journey, and if you're joining us online and you're here in Jacksonville, would you come join us in person? We would love to get to meet you and get you connected with people. It's a way that we can grow. So, we're really glad you joined us this morning. Hope you have a great afternoon.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.